Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SPT Overtime. Today, I'm joined by someone who I really wanted to interview. Trains out of Immortal. He's 1-0. Amateur fighter, Mr. Lucas Siebert. The Sniper, by the way. Yep. How'd you get that nickname? That's a cool nickname. Honestly, uh, I, I kind of had to... I had to come up with a nickname uh, to sell merch with. Right. And uh, my wrestling, I always shot from the outside. So I started to... Uh, I came up with it from there, and then it, it worked pretty well. I got it, a knockout in my, my fight, so I can kind of... It yeah. flows. I mean, I... Yeah, I was like, it has to start with S. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The all uh, alliteration going on. Yeah. There. Yeah. But sure. um. Okay. So you mentioned um, you wrestle. Let's kind of talk about how you got into combat sports. Um. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, I started wrestling when I was probably like ten years old. Um. I'm I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Uh. I wrestled uh for Westerville North, uh, which is a little suburb right outside of. Columbus. Uh, I grew up in like the youth program, and then uh, we had a pretty solid team. Um, and I kind of just fell in love with wrestling. Started really committing to it in eighth grade. Took off from there and uh, wrestled throughout high school. Qualified my senior year for state tournament. And walked on at West Virginia University. There you go. Talk about that walking on D one program. Uh, that's got to be kind of hard. Yeah, uh, it's definitely hard. I uh, actually I just gave a speech to a, a bunch of uh, I went to Ohio prospect camp in uh, Toledo, and I was they're all kids that are trying to wrestle in college. They've asked right. to wrestle in college. I'm like, it's difficult. Like, there's no doubt. Like, college is difficult. It's a step up from high school. College wrestling is a night and day step up, and then you're on your own for the first time in your life, and mm-hmm. it's just like all three of those things that can be either a bad collision course for just bad stuff or you can learn how to adjust from there and like become an adult right but uh my walking on at wvu is a it was a good experience um when i walked on my class started with 26 kids my freshman class and um i think we ended with four wow they graduated maybe five that's crazy and i mean it that's what i was about to ask you it kind of makes sense you know i wrestled didn't go to college but wrestled my whole life uh, much like you and wrestling is the hardest sport to train for and college academics is the hardest like level of academics so yeah. how is how is balancing like wrestling training weight cuts uh practice tournaments meets and obviously your schoolwork yeah well i mean when you're at a division one program like west virginia like they set you up well, right? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, like, I'm not a highly stouted recruit. I'm a walk-on. But they, uh, like, you get an academic advisor to help you with, like, um, 
really just like prioritizing your life. Uh, like you have a certain amount of hours of study hall you have to get done a week. Um, you practice twice a day. And you have no time for anything else. Um, for me, I was not a good student at all. I think my first semester of college, I had a 1.7. Almost, almost got kicked off the team. Right. <laughs> and then uh, rebounded from there. But, like, they, the Division One programs, especially, like, a Big 12 program like WVU, like, they set it up really nice. They make it as easy as it can be. But, I mean, it's still Obviously, it's still, it's still yeah. hard. These guys <laughs> dropping off, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I can imagine it's quite difficult, but... I see that, and I think about it more like in football. They really, like, line these guys up with their classes yeah. and stuff that I know, uh, even at Akron here. So you, you wrestled um, high school, college. What made you want to get into MMA? So, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of MMA. Uh, I grew up watching, like, The Ultimate Fighter uh, with, with my dad and brothers and stuff and just, like, been a fan of it my whole life. Never really thought I was going to fight. Um, I always, like, thought of it, like, you know, I, I, everybody kind of does, and be like, oh, what would it be like to walk out in the cage and stuff? But uh, when COVID happened, there was nowhere for me to wrestle in Columbus. So, like, everything was shut down. The high schools were shut down, and I went to Immortal because Matt Brown kept, I mean, he kept his gym open and uh, started doing uh, the MMA classes there, and there was, like, a, a solid group of, like, 10 guys, and from there... Uh, I kind of just fell in love with it. I was like, I'm better at this than I thought I was. And kind of just fell in love with it from there. And that was, I mean, 2020. So, and then I, I would just train at Immortal in the summer, go back to WVU, uh, wrestle for the whole year, and train at Immortal in the summer, go back to WVU, wrestle. Uh, I did that for two years. And then uh, the, my senior year, I uh, started to kind of like cross train and stuff like during the season. What what did your coach think about you? You know, wanting to do MMA was he like? Oh, I didn't tell him. You never told him. <laughs> no, actually, so <laughs> I uh, I texted him a video of me after I won my fight, and there's like a little snippet of two four seven, and they're talking about they're like. Uh, Lucas Siebert, proud first-generation graduate, something like that. And then they, like, said, like, his coach is instilled hard work. Or I just sent it to Flynn. And he was like, he was like, you got to tell me when you're fighting. It was, like, 45 minutes away. Right. But I was like, I was like, oh, I will from now on. I, like, sent it to him. I was like, they gave you a shout-out. He was like, you, f what? Right. <laughs> but, yeah. That's no, funny. I didn't tell him. So you're training. Are you still at Immortal? So no, I uh, my my girlfriend and I moved to uh, Cranberry. So she her job is uh, it's a rotational thing. So every six months we move cities. Uh, okay. She just got hired. She graduated from uh, WVU. Uh, and she has like a pretty well off job, and we move every six months. And right now I moved with her to Pittsburgh, Cranberry actually, Cranberry Township, and uh, I train at Stout. Um, so love that gym, uh, starting to get, get used to it. It's a Renzo, uh, Gracie affiliate jujitsu is really, really good. Uh, but I still have like great standing with the moral talk to the guys all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I'm home, definitely going to train there. I mean, sure. And I mean, talk about like, all right, I'm going to pick a gym to start training MMA at. 
and you go to the gym, you got Matt Brown, you got Hammerhead, Mark Coleman, yeah, and uh, some good jiu-jitsu guys, some good striking guys too. I mean, that had to be crazy just to like jump in right there and start training there. Now, yeah, no, it was it was cool because so the first day I went for MMA class, like I didn't think Matt would actually be there, and then he taught the taught the class, and I was like, oh, this is so cool, and uh, I was with my brother. I remember when we were rolling one time. He was like, is that Mark Coleman, I was like, it, I mean, there's nobody else that looks like Mark Coleman. Yeah, that's right. definitely him. And uh, I mean, it's crazy that that it just happened to be 15 minutes away from my house. I looked up MMA gyms in Columbus, Ohio. Immortal Martial Arts came up, and I drove over there and gave it a try. So I think that the easiest transition into MMA are people who were wrestlers. Um, yeah. How how has like learning striking uh, and even stuff like jiu-jitsu where it's stuff you wouldn't do in wrestling that you would do in jiu-jitsu. How has that, um, that been working for you? So the striking for me, like, I, one, like, wrestling is, is the best base for MMA, for sure. Um, but the best base for an athlete is tall, skinny, long arms, and stuff like that. So the, with that being said, I picked up striking really well because I'm – I mean, I'm a big 135 pounder, very right. tall, very lanky. So striking, I could kind of pick up pretty well. Obviously, like the f- getting hit, it, like you got to adjust to like all the the somebody trying to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as my striking, I feel like that that pretty well, and I I love learning striking and stuff. Jujitsu is uh, that's a hard learning curve for a wrestler. Yes. Because, like, you go in, you're like, oh, just double leg this dude, and you get caught in a guillotine. And after it happens four times in a row, you're like, all right, maybe I should not, maybe I should put my head here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, the learning curve on both of them it, is cool. But I think for a wrestler, the jujitsu is probably the hardest one. And like I said, I've been watching fighting my whole life. So the striking kind of like, I knew kind of like sure. what I wanted my striking to look like. But as far as jujitsu, like, you don't really watch jiu-jitsu growing up you don't really understand it until you do it so i mean talk about striking your last fight debut Mm -hmm. fight came out west virginia flag on the back uh that was cool by the way and you came out to john denford no no what'd you come out to i came out to all eyes on me by tupac that's fire yeah i i felt like all eyes were on me for my debut so and they were i mean they really were i i found out about you through like a um like an Ohio MMA account that I follow. Yeah. Uh posted you and I was like, no way. And then I we talked about knowing Caleb. Shout out Caleb. I'm sure you're probably yeah, also Caleb new Graver. to this. Um and that was just like I was like, this guy's cool, followed you. Impressive win. Talk about talk about that whole night, you know, making weight, getting ready, preparing, walking in the cage, everything. Yeah, so like honestly, I remember I was with my my best friend Cam Jenkins like the whole day. I had him and my brother were in my corner. Uh, the immortal guys, they were, they, everybody was all over the place. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just go with two people I know can be there at that that day and time. So me and my boy are just like driving around, kind of clowning around all day. And I literally thought in my head was I should probably be nervous. And I would like – throughout the entire day would never really felt nerves and didn't really feel it till I walked in the cage cage didn't really feel it and mm-hmm. 
at all. I, 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 it was weird for me, but I just felt like as soon as I rolled in the cage, I guess, uh, I was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I've waited my whole life for this. Like, I've never felt more at home than when I was in the cage that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to get back in. Yeah, I mean, that win was pretty effortless. Like, it was it was pretty... Yeah, it was fun. Did you, like, did you know, like, like you touch gloves, bell rings, you get hit. Or did, did you get hit in the fight? Uh, I got once... The dude hit me with a solid leg kick um, within, like, the first, like, 15 seconds. And I don't think I got hit after that. Yeah, and um, you was dominated. Yeah, it was... It, it was fun i mean i came out i was i kind of had a game plan uh with uh me and josh Pereira uh, at, at immortal we uh picked up a pretty solid game plan the dude didn't have much information on him i mean he was impossible to find didn't have an instagram didn't have a facebook didn't have anything right. so it's like all right well i guess we just go out and perform and uh came out spinning back kick to the body to a double leg and then i was like oh this is i mean i do this every day mm-hmm uh, it was fun, man. And you didn't win using your wrestling. No. Uh, well, the way uh, the PA rules are in amateur, for the first three fights, you can't do ground and pound uh, to the head. So you can ground and pound to the body. So it's like, all right, if I get a takedown, how am I going to solidify that I'm, I'm in a dominant position, especially if this guy's thrown up, like he's trying to throw up like amapladas, stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just let him up from here and i mean I, I was definitely dominating the fight but i let him up posted on his head and and threw a straight right and it connected and he fell and i was like oh wow okay yeah it was awesome it yeah. was, a, it was a cool little highlight yeah um, yeah for sure for sure for and for your debut that's pretty cool so you're getting ready to hopefully fight here pretty soon mm-hmm. um has training been difficulty or difficult with kind of moving around and doing stuff yeah, it has. Uh, the transition, it, it was kind of hard. Um, I was scheduled to fight uh, this month, but it fell through. And then, I, in all honesty, kind of happy it did. The, the transition of moving from one city, to, I mean, anybody that's ever moved knows what it's like. Mm-hmm. And then I had to get a job, which, you know, shout out Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Working as a, as a waiter at Olive Garden. Started to make some money. Um, and then uh, starting to get back into full-time training. Um, fighting in October, so. Uh, no opponent yet. Uh, do Announced. I'm, yeah, no opponent announced. Contracts are signed, though, so. Cool. October, um, I'll, I'll be making my second fight, and I'm excited especially to, to work with new new people like obviously i love immortal martial arts and like all the training partners i have but i got some new training partners some new coaches a lot of in- people that have like really good influence especially in the striking department that uh i've i feel like i've learned a lot in the couple weeks i've been there which is cool i mean everybody has something new to offer yeah it's really i think it's really cool to be able to train like different places and learn different perspectives from stuff do you ever like, you know, maybe you learn something at Immortal, you go to a new gym and they're like, mm, yeah, you don't want to do that. And it's this kind of like, maybe you're hearing different stuff and then you kind of have to figure out what, what's my game plan going to be? How am I going to be as a fighter? Yeah. Um, in a way, yes. But also it's like, so obviously I'm representing the gyms, but it's a solo sport where, mm-hmm. 
like maybe in wrestling you kind of were representing a school or something so you kind of had like a sense of loyalty or or like I have to listen to coach on what he says here with MMA it's like I'm really I mean obviously I'm repping the gym I'm repping and stuff but I'm really repping myself so I'm gonna I'm gonna implement what I need what I think is gonna help me the most obviously my coaches have their my best interest at heart but it's like what am I gonna apply here what do I physically feel that maybe they don't necessarily see right right um I mean I've been an athlete my whole life I can kind of adapt there but I mean everybody also has like different tweaks and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like Matt uh Matt's a big Muay Thai guy um and uh, most of his striking stuff comes from Muay Thai. I n- never really gravitated towards it, mostly because, like, I mean, in amateurs, you can't throw elbows or knees. Or knees. So, like, uh, my striking coaches at Immortal were uh, Shane and, uh, and, and stuff like that. It's Shane and Josh mostly and Harrison. And it's like they can offer certain stuff where – maybe Matt can't really sure. implement, right? So, I mean, at Stout, they, I'm kind of, I'm just learning, man. Yeah, I'm Just sure. learning constantly. So you you did, are you done at West Virginia? Yeah, I graduated. You graduated? Yeah. What, uh, what degree did you get? Sport and exercise psychology. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I want to ask, you know, you've been, you've been fighting, you've graduated, you're at Olive Garden. What, <laughs> what is... What's your goals? What's your plans for the future? Are you just kind of trying this MMA thing out? Or do you really want to take this seriously? And No, I want to take it seriously, man. Um, so, ideally, uh, pro by next year and a half. Uh, that'd be ideal. I'm with one of the best uh, management companies in the game with Sucker Punch Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um my manager texted me yesterday. He was at the... Uh, and the, you got in there early. I mean, like, yeah. they really picked you up early. That's got to be a blessing. Yeah, and they they uh, they picked me up. And uh, so my roommate, Killian Cardinal, he uh, wrestles at WVU, All-American. Uh, he has some connections with them from back home. And they asked Killian if he was thinking about fighting. And he was like, no. But my roommate actually trains, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the dude called me and I didn't know who Sucker Punch was. I really didn't know anything about it. I hadn't really heard of any management companies in MMA. And uh, I got off the phone with them and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go with you guys. Like, And then, I mean, they've done great for me. Uh, my manager, Tanner, texted me yesterday. He was at the UFC fight night and, I mean, he sent me a picture. He was like, this is going to be you soon. And I'm, I, I mean, that's pretty dope that's the goal yeah uh i mean yeah ufc would be the the goal or any any of the high level promotions really obviously ufc is the biggest right the best but uh yeah that's the goal for sure what uh what fighters do you kind of look up to maybe past current um maybe you base your style around or maybe they're just your favorite uh so my favorite two fighters to watch number one max holloway i love max holloway that Alexander Volkanovsky fights broke my heart, but it's all right. He kind of finished him on last fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely won. He won the war. Um, Max, for sure. O'Malley. I like O'Malley's striking style. Uh, I got a lot of O'Malley comparisons after my fight. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask. You used to have the long hair, right? You, I did used to have the long hair. I cut it 
specifically because I was like, I can't have the long hair and right. fight like him. Yeah. Because <laughs> you said you're not a big Muay Thai guy. Yeah. Uh, which I would say Sean O'Malley's not either, but you talk about coming out, spinning back kick, and doing mm-hmm. this kind of unique striking. Uh, so that's definitely Sean O'Malley. Yeah, I like his striking. I like the spinning. The biggest thing I implement from him is he does this this fake spinning back kick where he, he'll, like, feign it, mm-hmm. feign a spin, and turn his head. And uh, I, I did that a lot in my fight because uh, I came out with a spinning back kick just to establish distance, really. I didn't really plan on landing it. Kind of landed and then but uh getting people guessing and then also having the ability to wrestle i mean they there's a lot going through the guy who's fighting me's head if i'm feigning spins i'm i'm punching him in that face faking a takedown maybe taking him down right. everyone there's a lot going through your head so uh yeah o'malley's probably the biggest uh inspiration as far as like fighting style um I was a huge TJ Dillashaw fan. TJ and Cody Garbrandt. I oh, like okay. both of them. Um, That's weird. Yeah, I know. Usually I got to pick a side. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't got to pick a side. It's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the 135 pounders, like I've always gravitated towards people my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's interesting now, I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, oh, I need to start kind of figuring out, like, you can't be a fan. Right. <laughs> like, obviously, like, I'm a fan of, of the techniques and stuff, but... I mean, I think four years down the line, I'm gonna be fighting some of these guys. So, when it comes down to it, like, right? Yeah. But uh, as far as inspirations, I'd say uh, Holloway, O'Malley. My favorite fighter when I was a kid, probably John Jones. Right. Yeah. So not a lot of big wrestlers. No. John Jones, arguably. Yeah. Uh, that that's the thing is like I love striking. You don't want to yeah. be the sh- the wrestler that falls in love with striking. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's so, so hard. It's funny because my favorite fighters, which is the reason I wanted to interview you, um, are all guys who started wrestling and just became really good strikers. I had Terrence McKenney, a uh, UFC fighter, oh, on really? the show. Uh, and he's, he's a guy who wrestled. Now he's a crazy striker. Is, uh, is Ter- Terrence McKenney has that crazy like story, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he died like yeah, twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, he is cool. As yeah. hell, I love his story. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's that's sick. And yeah, he's his striking's really good. Yeah, from so what just I've guys, seen. Yeah, guy, and it's. I mean, you look at a guy like Bo Nickel too, who just uh, was on Contender Series. These yeah. guys that are really good wrestlers, and then they're also really good strikers. Yeah, is really dangerous, and especially in bantamweight, where there's not one of those guys right now who's arguably a a base wrestler who loves striking not, right now. Yeah, I, I remember when I was, like, debating on whether I should do MMA or not. I was, like, I was I literally, like, looked at the UFC Bantamweight roster, and I was, like, I mean, as far as wrestling credentials, TJ Dillashaw is the only one that has better credentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aljamain is a good wrestler. Al, Aljamain sought his grappling's mm-hmm. A1. Who do, you, who do you think wins that fight, by the way? Just real quick. I, so uh, initially when I saw it, I was like, oh, TJ's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about it. Aljamain's technical f- stand-up mm-hmm. w- is not anything like super impressive. I think he would even say it. Um, but it's unpredictable, and I think that's kind of going to catch catch it all. I think Aljamain might win the fight. I think Aljamain might take his back and, and choke him out, to be honest. For sure. Um, 
if I was if I was to bet, what are the odds? I don't know. I think I think Aljo's the favorite. Is Aljo the favorite? I, th- I wouldn't think he would be the Vegas favorite. I'm not sure. I mean, the UFC doesn't like him. I feel so like who knows? yeah. I feel like everybody hates Aljo. Aljo gets the worst rep in MMA yeah. for no reason. Dude gets illegally need, comes back and beats arguably the best bantamweight. Everybody's mm-hmm. still calling Peter Yan the best bantamweight right now. Right. And Aljamain beat him. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty decisively in my mind. I thought he ten aided him for two rounds. Yeah. You have somebody's back backpacked for four minutes in a five minute round. That is a ten eight. Right. Uh, so I, I, I'd pick Aljo on that one. Yeah. So, but you were talking about um, wrestlers in bantamweight. Yeah. I mean, as far as wrestling wrestling credentials in bantamweight, I mean, division one wrestler. Um, I didn't qualify, but I was really close. Um, my sophomore year, match away. Um. So Division One wrestler T.J. Dillashaw was a Division One wrestler. I believe he lost in round of twelve. He did an All American, and then Aljo was, I think, a JUCO guy, yeah. but a, a solid, solid JUCO guy. And uh, I mean, divisions don't really matter too much, but I mean, being in the room with a bunch of killers does. Right. Um, but as far as wrestling, as credential wise, yeah, I'm I'm up there. Do you think you're gonna stay at 135? <laughs> Do you struggle with weight, or are you a wrestler? You're gonna make weight. Uh, I've never missed weight in my life, so there's that. But I mean, I'm 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I might get bigger. Might yeah. Uh, not 100% sure. I weigh more than I ever have in my life. It's a confidential amount. But um, honestly, I, I we'll see wherever it takes. I'm I'm confident in my abilities to fight at whatever weight class it is. Right. So I, I've um I've talked to guys who uh, never wrestled before. And they wanted to get into fighting. They like they tell their parents, tell their family, "Hey, I want to get into fighting." And their family's like, "What? You're a wrestler. How did your How did your parents take it? You know, when you're like, "Hey, guys, I, I think I want to start MMA." I mean, all things considered, pretty well. But they thought I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm the first person in my family to go to college, so they're like, "Dude, you just you're about to graduate college. What do you mean you want to fight people?" It's mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't want to go to college. Like, the only reason I really went to college is to so wrestle. I could keep wrestling. Um, obviously, walked on, got my degree, and then I'm like, all right, well, I've been doing this for however long. I mean, I've been training my whole life for this. It's something I always want to do, and I, I truly believe in, like, you're never going to want to do something. Like, you got to follow your passion. Right. Like, you have to follow your passion. Um whatever it takes to get there i mean i don't want to be an olive garden server necessarily but mm-hmm. it, it supports what i what i do right which is I mean, fighting these amateur so. fighters aren't getting paid a lot no you get paid yeah not it's like <laughs> you get, maybe get some ticket sales but yeah and i mean <clears throat> even when even the pro turn is still pretty difficult you're still not getting paid much uh, so you really have to you have to want it you have to and love it you have, you have to, to love it. you have to love the process you have to love the sport you have to love getting better at it you have to see like you can't look at like one day i'm gonna be a ufc champion you have to fall in love i mean obviously like I, you, you have those goals and aspirations and stuff but you have to fall in love with the actual fighting you mm-hmm. have to fall in love with the grappling the grind of all of it the striking you know I, nothing excites me more than going into spar on on Saturdays now at Stout. Like nothing, nothing gets me more excited than go than going to Saturday morning practice. Right. Like, um, and that's something that as I 
went further in wrestling, I got away from in my high school career, I wasn't in love with it. And then when I decided to wrestle in college, it was my own decision. So I was like, well, I'm only doing this for myself. So sure. I have to love it. And I, I re-fell in love with wrestling and then uh, f- fell in love with, with MMA. And I mean, I it's my passion for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I can see it when you get in the cage. You're... Um you're very good at promoting yourself on social media and just like this first time we've met today, but just from like knowing you on social media, I'm like, this guy's dedicated. And that's what you see a lot in these wrestlers. They're really dedicated. Um, you know, you'll see somebody take their first loss, uh, who maybe never wrestled or something. And they, they just give up on the sport. They thought they were, uh, on top. They thought they were unbreakable. Um, not saying I think you're going to lose anytime soon, but it's, it's, um, this is a dedication really shows that you're there uh which i think is cool do you have any hobbies outside of outside of fighting you you like do like I anything any, else any hobbies um no i mean uh like i i love music like mm-hmm. I, i'm not music of the talented whatsoever i love listening to music uh got a puppy i got a girlfriend there you go uh, that's about all my hobbies i work at olive garden <laughs> um, uh, I work for Wrestling Mindset, which is cool. I get to use my degree, talk to the up-and-coming wrestlers in the world. It's cool. I love that job. Passionate about that as it's well. Really cool. um, and then train. I ain't got I ain't got much time for anything else. There you go. <laughs> so you're ready to fight again. <laughs> yeah. You're ready to make it all the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I love it. So I'm a, I, I would fight every weekend after after the first one. I got out of there. I walked out, walked up to my dad, and I was like, that is the funnest thing I have ever done in my life. No right. doubt about it. Yeah. Like, I've never felt more at home, more anything. And I was like, dude, I would do that every single weekend if I could. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to, to start the career and see where it takes me, hopefully – uh, hopefully I'll be in be in the UFC for for a little while and then retire with a nice fat bag and there you go, chill out. I'm excited to watch your career. Uh, it's already been very exciting to watch you. Hopefully I'll get to watch you live, mm-hmm. um, pretty soon. Hopefully I'll get to watch you in the UFC one day. What can fans do if they want to keep up with you? Where the, can they follow you? Where can they see? where your stuff's at uh so i would say follow me on instagram that's where i probably post the most uh it's at sukas liebert which is my name's lucas siebert mm-hmm. um so sukas s-u-c-a-s liebert l-e-i-b-e-r-t um and that's the same for all of all of my accounts so i have a pretty big tiktok following which is funny because i don't ever get on tiktok right um and and stuff like that but i do post a lot um i've gotten like a lot of people like people kind of give you flack for that which is weird Mm -hmm. you're not you're an amateur fighter but um yeah i mean i wanted like this is my passion i wanted i want to do it for my whole life so i'm gonna i'm gonna promote myself yeah you have to promote yourself how you won't ever get noticed yeah if you're not promoting yourself, I know great guys who are great fighters who probably could have taken the next step. If you, yeah, and exactly. They're never gonna get that. Yeah, next and step. I mean, the UFC Fight Pass ran an article on me. Literally, the dude called, uh, calls me and goes, um, "I, it's you're the only person that in like Division One wrestling that it's evident that you're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Like you post about it twenty four seven. Like he's like, it's evident that you're gonna fight. We know it." 
um, what made you do that? And I was like, well, I guess I just was the one that had the balls to post it. Right. right? And now you're starting to see <clears throat> up and coming division one wrestlers fighting in amateur as they uh, compete in wrestling, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, there's a, a couple guys, Caden Cassidy up in uh, uh, George Mason. Um, uh, tons of guys around the country that you're starting to see compete MMA while they're wrestling, which is which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, uh, back to promoting. Like I really, really try to promote myself as much as possible. Um, but I also enjoy it. Like I like cutting videos and yeah. stuff like that. I have fun with it. So sure, yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate you giving me the time. Uh, us at WZIP look forward. Hopefully seeing that fight in October. Yep. And uh, one day seeing you in the UFC, maybe maybe yep. with the strap around your waist, huh? Yeah, that's the goal, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. This has been SBT Overtime with Alex Henry and Lucas Siebert. And you guys have a good day.